Welcome to the Ministry to Parents podcast. Here's your hosts, Elizabeth and Jeremy Lee. This is the podcast for church leaders that help them minister to parents. I'm Jeremy Lee. And I'm Elizabeth Lee. Thank you so much for joining. This is episode number 15, and we are wrapping up our series today on anxiety. And it's a three-part series, and I'm actually quite sad that it is coming to a close because this has been quite helpful for this externalizer anxiety person. I was about to say, does it make you anxious that it's ending? (laughs) Well, I've come to learn that anxiety, as Jason says, is it's an undercurrent versus stress of a circumstance. And as he's defined those two, I've I've learned that this is more stress, <laughs> probably more emotions, more sad. <laughs> I'm just sad. So again, um, if you're some for some reason joining us just today in the middle of the series, I've got to invite you uh, to go back to episode one. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then episode two, and it kind of there is kind of it's kind of meant to be put in in, in a sequence. Mm-hmm. Uh, but in the last episode, one of the things that stuck out to me was he talked about four tires um, that um, kind of that need to be checked to be able to figure out where we are on something. And he talked about checking uh, the emotions, checking the cognitive and the thoughts that they're thinking, connect, uh, checking the spiritual and the physical. Um, these are, uh, I, I think these four tires apply to just, that's what I, that's what I've been reflecting on. They apply to almost everything when it comes to our human experience. And so as church leaders, as we're looking at, uh, helping people to have those that mentally in our minds, let's look at, is this problem, what, which tire is flat here or is more than one tire flat? Let's figure it out. It's a great way to kind of have a checklist in your head. And the part that I enjoyed was the grounding techniques, the five, four, three, two, one. I think uh, not only is that practical, and I've since used it with my son, um, but I also have used it with myself. And because there are times, uh, it could be in a meeting, right, where you begin to look, okay, five, four, and you be, you know, begin to do it, and it and it really works. And so it's an incredible uh, technique to use to help reduce anxiety. Uh, an invitation to get your head away from uh, the fear you're feeling and back into the moment. Um, Super, super cool. Yes. So um, as we get started, we want to remind you, you can follow Jason uh, at lunchwithjason underscore, and you can also send your parents there. It's a real easy way to send your parents just a quick text to say, hey, if you want ideas for parenting in real life, uh, check out this Instagram account. And it is a quick way to help your parents. After the break, we will go to uh, part three of our anxiety series with Jason Gibson from Parent.TV. We'll see you right after the break. Most of us know we should be ministering to the parents in our church, but many of us have no idea how to do it. When you become a member of Ministry to Parents, you'll be able to offer a steady stream of parent videos, family discipleship resources, parent events, games for families, and so much more. It's like the Netflix of parent ministry resources. You don't have to figure out your ministry to parents on your own. Let us be a part of your team by joining ministrytoparents.com today. To learn more and get a bunch of free resources, go to ministrytoparents.com slash member.
Welcome back. We are so excited to hear from Jason one more time as this is part three of our anxiety series. Jason Gibson is a leading U.S. parenting educator and author. He's You can find him on parent.tv and he has been published in journals such as Topics in Early Childhood, Special Education, and Closing the Gap. And just personally, he's a friend of ours we've known for over 20-something years at this point. <laughs> it's a long time. <laughs> and uh, we are just so grateful that Jason's willing to share what he's learned and working with families, especially on this subject of anxiety with uh, the global pandemic and just 2020 in general. So without further ado, here is the last segment from Jason Gibson on anxiety. It's, it's really interesting that when you look, many pastors and ministers will quote Philippians 4, uh, verse 6, where they say, don't worry, you know, don't worry about anything. And they just say, just don't worry, just don't worry, don't worry. Well, that's really good. Like, that's good advice, don't worry. But when we spend all of our energy on the don'ts and not the do's, then we're setting ourselves up for failure. It's like, don't think about purple dragons. Like, don't think about purple dragons. Well, that really doesn't get you anywhere because you immediately think purple dragons. But when they look actually at that whole scripture within the context, like verse four says, rejoice in the Lord always. And then verse five says, let your gracious be known to everyone. Those are do's. Rejoice. That's a do. Be gracious to others. That's a do. And you get to verse six, don't worry about anything. That's a don't. But then you keep going. It says prayer and petition, prayer and petition with thanksgiving. Let your request be known to God. That's a do. And then number seven, and the peace of God which surpasses every thought will guard your hearts and minds in Jesus Christ. That's a done. What I mean by that is that is something that God has done for you. So when we come and we're looking at the spiritual aspect of anxiety, that if I just say, well, God's word says don't worry about anything, I'm actually, number one, doing scripture a disservice because I'm taking it out of context. And number two, I'm doing the child or the teenager or the parent a disservice because I'm actually making them attend to the one thing that they're not supposed to do without giving them things that they can do. And in even deeper than that, reminding them in verse 7, I'm not even letting them know that what God has done and will do for them that the reality of the situation is so much bigger than them. I'm telling them that they can control it just by themselves when I need to remind them that actually God can do this and that God can give you a peace, which is the opposite of anxiety, even when their situation is not peaceful. I talk a lot about, about where anxiety comes from. Okay. It comes from misinformation, and I kind of touch on that, that they just got bad information. So you just fix it comes from misinterpretation. What that means is, you know, what they got the right information, they just processed it wrong. Like, I remember, like, Jenna Kate, my youngest, Jude ran up to me, like, oh my gosh, Jenna Kate said the S word. Um, <laughs> and then I'm like, awesome. wow, what did she say? And he goes, stew, you know, the stew word. It's like, oh, she said stupid. And he's like, yes. I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you for telling me. But, like, as a parent, I was anxious for a moment because I misinterpreted. And that happens all the time with our kids. It also comes from hyper-focus. It's that they key in on one thing that happened and they miss all the information around it. And if I can take my kid and have them step out and see the forest and not just that one tree, then that 
helps. And then the fourth piece is anxiety comes from truth where like it's actually real. Like they need to be anxious. Like that is not right. So, so I talk about those four things. Um, I talk about like as a parent, like we get anxious cause we don't want to screw it up. And that uh, as parents, it's okay that we acknowledge what was said without agreeing with what was said because parents are afraid to acknowledge that I hear you because they think that my kid is going to think I agree with you. And I just talk about how important it is when they go blah, 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 blah. And it's all wrong. That as a parent in that moment, it's not a time for correction. It's a time where you say, okay, I hear, I heard what you said. Okay. All right. That's wow. That's interesting. Okay. You said, what? Is that what you said? So you're spending like a ton of time acknowledging and receiving that information and kids, then you can go back for clarity later on. But that's an, an anxious, panicky moment. That's when you can acknowledge. Uh, I was talking about how you can't rationalize with an irrational person. So you just got to let it ride. And though that they're on the crazy train and completely wrong, that's not the time to tell them. Just don't try to rationalize because it'll never work. Just ride it out. Um, and then with that, with those two points, I talk about one thing you can do is just give them an anchor to hold on to. And there's such a great book called The Kissing Hand. Did you ever read that to your boys? No. Okay. It is a beautiful book. And it's, I don't remember if it's a bear or something, but it's some sort of animal in which the kid's going to school, the kid's scared to go into school. And the main idea is the mom takes the hand of the kid and he, she kisses the kid right on the hand and then she pulls the hand up and puts it on his heart and says, I want you to know that no matter where, wherever you go, no matter what's going on, that you'll always have the kissing hand. And it's just a sweet little thing, a little anchor that that kid can hold on to. And that there's lots of socially appropriate kissing hand examples that you can give to your kids that are developmentally appropriate. And from a discipleship perspective, I'm going to start with a kissing hand with my three, four, five, six, seven year old. But then with my 12, 13, 14, 15, 16, 17 year old, I talk about closing your eyes, which is, reducing anxiety because I'm reducing stimuli and then praying to God, which is inviting him to manifest what he's promised that he will do in that present moment. So, and there's more, but those are just a couple of things that we didn't get to that could be a benefit. Well, I think we could all just have a virtual round of applause over the internet for my man, Jason Gibson. Thank you so much, man. You just have served us well all this whole series. Uh, And it's my hope and prayer that many, many, many families that are uh, dealing with this every single day um, find some real clarity because they took some time to listen to this series. And just thank you, Jason. I hope all of you will go check out what he offers. He's just a humble guy. Um, if he's bad at one thing, in my opinion, it's promoting himself. He doesn't do it well enough. My brother needs to, uh, I always say this to him, you know, uh, just more folks should know what you're doing. So we want to do our part of sending you guys over his way because he's got lots of great stuff. And you can check him out at, at lunchwithjason underscore on Instagram for the ideas for parenting in real life. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast. That helps you get notifications every time you get a new one. Um, if you want, prefer to be notified by email, you can go to ministrytoparents.com and sign up for the email list on there. Uh, you'll get an email every time a, a podcast episode comes out. Either way, stay in touch with us. We love having you as part of the community. 
This is the Ministry to Parents podcast, which is the podcast for church leaders that helps them build a ministry to parents. Thanks so much for joining in, and we'll see you next episode. You've been listening to the M2P podcast. To download free parent resources, go to ministrytoparents.com.